Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy, and debuting on the show, I've got actor Leonis De Los Santos. How you doing? I am great, Donovan. Thank you for having me today. I hope I pronounced your name correct. I imagine I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, for listeners that don't know you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how acting found you? Yes, absolutely. Um, when I discovered that I was really into the arts was back in 2009, my senior year of high school. I, as high school students, uh, most of us feel forced to take uh, different type of classes that we, we do not want to take. And at that time, my counselor was suggesting that I should take a drama class. So I was just like, wow, okay. And at first, it, it felt like it, I, I just wasn't really part of it. I wasn't really into it. But a lot of these actors who volunteer uh, to instruct me, they came from Lincoln Center. And Lincoln Center is one of those places in, in, in the U.S. and New York in general that where, like, a lot of actors come from, especially Broadway um, students, Broadway uh, actors. And when they took me under the wing, it felt amazing because it was just, like, something I never wanted to take the – I never wanted to be part of, and now I'm here. Now I'm actually sharing my talent with, with these these actors who have been off Broadway and also on Broadway already. And, and they, they made a name for themselves. So when I got, when I had the chance to perform in front of my classroom for the very first time ever, even though I just love to entertain and just love bringing the, the smile to people's faces that brings me joy. I was, it was, I was a little nervous, but then I felt like this feels great because I get to portray different people without people making fun of me. And and it was always a thing where people were just like, oh, what are you doing? Like, why are you acting like someone you're not? And they would just point fingers or laugh. And it just felt like something I get to escape. It's a reality where I get to, I get to escape from everything. I felt like freedom. I had the liberty to do anything I want on stage or in front of the camera. And that's when I found out like, wow, the arts are, it's like literally for me. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, okay, going back to high school, right? Let's mm -hmm. say there is an actor in the situation right now. They don't like drama in high school, but all of a sudden when they get out of high school, they get out of college, they realize, oh my gosh, this is for me. What should they do? Um, well, a lot of us, I would say most of us have like an 85% of different opinions. The way I started, so I could get used to the terminology and how things are work, uh, how things are handled in a professional set. I started doing extra gigs, uh, such as doing like background gigs and all of that. And I highly recommend for anyone who is starting take classes, any type of classes that is on camera or on stage and get yourself acclimated with uh, with the terms of what they do or how they use uh, the right proper terms on set. So just take any extra gigs, take any background work just so you can get yourself used to it. And, and, and so when that moment comes, you know how to handle the work. You do not look like a green person. I <laughs> look like really amateur. And that is my advice to anyone who is really starting and don't know where to start or how to start. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And theater is best, right, too? Theater, in my opinion, I would have to say it is the hardest and is the best work at the same time because not just the network and the type of people that you meet, and they are all great. Off-Broadway, Broadway, there are great people and so much talent. In that community, it's not even funny. Like you, you meet a lot of dancers, singers, actors, and just stage play in general is is, is something. It's not. It's, it's like a different ball game. You know what I mean? Like I am more used to being on camera, and I made my transition after college where I decided to just okay, 
you know, I love theater, but I want to make that transition and go straight to just being in front of the camera because I have this feeling the camera loves me <laughs> and I love the camera as well. So, you know what? Why not? Let me just do this. But even though I'm not a theater person right now, per se, I would have to give my 1000 respects to Broadway and off Broadway uh, actors because of what they do. The tallying is just, again, it's out of this world. It's, it's something that I know I could probably do 50% of it and the rest, I just can't. <laughs> Being quite honest. <laughs> now talk about, you used to be a wrestler as well. Did you want to let our listeners know? Because that is similarities with The Rock too. Yes. Still yeah, as a yeah. wrestler. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. He appeared in one of the shows the other day. Yeah, Um, it's funny that you mentioned The Rock. Uh, starting watching wrestling when I was nine years old, I... I a lot of my friends at that time when I was in elementary school, they told me about this thing called wrestling. I didn't know what they were talking about. And the first thing that come up on TV was The Rock. And his charisma, how charismatic he was and the way he entertained people, it just grabbed my attention from the get-go. I was always telling myself, like, wow, this guy is, like, awesome. I want to do what he's doing. I want to get people on their feet, out of their chairs, and and. and from my performance. And so I live in New York and a lot of things in New York is I brought, well, at that time that I know of, a lot of wrestling schools weren't really open. It was only like one or two. And so it was really hard to start uh, just your, your career in pro wrestling because there was nowhere to be. You had to go like down south or or anywhere around the U.S. just to just to learn how to wrestle. So I, let me say, I'll say like five, six years later, I just Googled. And this wrestling school came up and the wrestling school where I was trained on by was a WWE Hall of Famer called Johnny the Unpredictable Rods. And he actually was inducted by WWE in 1996. So small world that I started watching WWE when I was nine. And now I get to be part of this training with someone who knows a thing or two. And I wrestled for five years. After that, but from Brooklyn, I started gradually um, performing in different states, such as New Jersey, uh, Philly, uh, Connecticut, uh, Dallas, Florida, uh, California, you name it. And for five years, I had the privilege to perform throughout the entire country. And, 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 I, and, and I also had the privilege to share locker rooms with a lot of guys that we all see today on TV. Right, right, right. Now, in case, yeah. now in case listeners ask, do you think you'd go back to it? Mm, it's, it's, it's tough to say because as much as I want to, doctors told me that I can't. And the only reason why is because the way my last year ended in wrestling was that there was one show I did in Queens, New York, where like it was like this huge seven foot tall guy just grabbed me by my throat and Ooh. just picked me up. Yes, it was really nerve wracking because like, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I was at like 15 feet to 20 feet in the air. And I was a lot heavier at that time. So all my weight just came down on my neck when I dropped. And he just let me go. He just dropped me. So I wasn't expecting that. And and, 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 and pro wrestling is predetermined. It, it, I wouldn't say it's completely fake, but it's predetermined to the point where like we're getting hurt. You know, we're, we train to, to just be extra careful and to not get hurt while we're doing our performance. But obviously I got hurt that night. A lot of people that came from backstage, uh, they they trying to uh, pick me up and they saw that I was just acting. But I wasn't really acting. I was really hurt. And doctors told me that I was lucky because if it would have happened again or if it could have been worse, I could have been paralyzed. So it's a it's a main reason why I know that I can't come back to wrestling, even though I want to, because I miss the crowd. I, I miss doing these stunts and, and getting people out their seats like the way The Rock showed me when I was nine years old. And I, I and I miss it. 
I miss it. And I know that my myself, I was a crazy high flyer <laughs> type of wrestler. So I know that once I set foot in the ring, there's no way I could I could go back to basic stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I just know I, I just can't go, even though I, as much as I love to, I, I can't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and ladies, the two commonalities between both these men, they're both good looking men. OK, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but The Rock is still wrestling at the odd time. Yes, yes. He's I mean, yeah, he's a future Hall of Famer. He's a legend. And who who wouldn't want to see him in on TV? I, I I still get goosebumps when I got to see him a few weeks ago on on a TV on a TV set. So <laughs> he could still bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> and did you watch that show Young Rock before it got canceled by NBC before the strike? Yes, I actually auditioned for that TV show as well. I never got the part, but uh, yeah, I was watching it. I was a huge fan, even though I knew the story already of, of The Rock, because again, he was the guy who, who got me into wrestling. So I already knew the story, but I liked how the show did it, where like they got to modernize uh, type, uh, a little bit of the story and switched it around a little bit. But overall, I kind of knew already, but the show was really fun. I- I'm-, I'm actually sad that, disappointed that they actually canceled it. All right, all right, all right. So let's hear more about your projects, because you said you just wrapped up a movie that you can't talk too much about it. But mm-hmm. give our Canadian listeners a little exclusive as to what's it about. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, so the, the only thing I could say about this this film that I just we just wrapped uh, about a week ago and we started filming in May and we just wrapped a week ago. We were shooting in the Hamptons for, for the most part and shooting in Long Island and in, in, in all those good places. And the film is it, it takes place again in the Hamptons and, and it's based. Uh, uh, on a European exchange student who falls in love with an entitled local heir. Despite the warnings from a more experienced student, she finds herself like caught up in web of lies, uh, deceit, and possibly murder. So that story, it is something that I'm really looking forward to sharing with all of you by next year. I don't know when exactly next year, but it's next year. <laughs> all right. And your character, who do we play? Well, I play the character named Derek. And Derek, I would have to say that I had so much fun portraying because he was somewhat complete opposite of me. And then it reminds me of how I was 12 years ago. The character is, is such a party head, uh, just one to party, even though he's an entrepreneur. He just wants to go out and, 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 and just have fun. And despite of the things that are happening in town, he wants to like bypass all those negativity and just want to party. And, and and no matter what happens uh, 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 with the main character, the interactions with the main character and Derek, he just, you know, like to uh, uh, be the persuasive person of, you know, it doesn't matter. There's a murder. <laughs> let's, let's go out and have a good time. So that's the complete person that I am today. I don't party anymore. <laughs> I feel like I hit that age where like the clubs all know me from back in the days. That is not me. And so I, I had tons of fun portraying this character because it just, it was, it reminisced, it, I reminisced of the good times of my college days and when I started um, getting into the arts. And so it's, that's the only thing I can say about the character because there's a lot of things throughout the movie that you guys are going to see. So I can't say more than that. <laughs> all right. Okay. That's okay. Talk about your commercial work because you've done dozens of commercials. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've done it all. Every type of commercial, you name it. It could be hand modeling. It could be uh, for like a cartoon voiceover commercial, nationals. My, my favorite one would have to be the one I shot last year. And it, it was already released uh, the end of last year. It was for the Lord of the Rings series. 
And it was a commercial just based literally on that only, just before the show came out. And the, the commercial was a good two-minute commercials. It was just about this kid who um, get to discover the book of Lord of the Rings. He didn't know what was the Lord of the Rings about, never seen the movie. And just the development of the character in that commercial was so, so well spoken to me because I grew up with the books. I grew up with Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. And funny thing is that I portrayed a hobbit in the commercial. So mm. it was, the experience was amazing. And I, I, I hope that all of you got to see it already because it's been now for like a year. And uh, you probably see it on YouTube. It's no longer on cable, no longer on TV, but I believe that it also aired in Canada. It oh, also it did. Yes, it did. But now it's no longer on TV. You can find it on YouTube. You can put Lord of the Rings Prime Video, and you should. It should come out. <laughs> okay, okay. Is there more commercials you are working on currently at this time? Yes, I wrapped one about two, three weeks ago with Canon, uh, with a, with a new printer. That they, I don't know if I should have said that, but oh well, too late. <laughs> so Canon, you know, I did a, like a printer. There's a new printer uh, model that is coming out for them. And I shot a commercial around three weeks ago. That should come out soon. Uh, I haven't heard the word yet from them. And last week I shot, oh, I also shot something with the pen company. They also do lighters called Bic. And that should be coming out really soon. So I want you guys to keep your eyes open on those. <laughs> All right. Okay. What's your advice to other upcoming actors and actresses? Let's say they do go into commercial work, but they don't like commercials and they kind of look down at them thinking, no, I want the TV and the film. What do you want to suggest? suggest to them? Because, you know, people have their, what do you call it? Their biases about commercials mm. oh yeah sure uh i'm gonna be quite honest with with you and everyone else who's listening right now i had the same feeling uh five years ago when i started uh working in you know professionally and working on set and in my first commercial i started looking down on commercials in 2018 and i said i want to be part of it but then my advice to everyone is the way I got the advice from a, a close friend of mine who is still acting. And this advice goes like this. I see commercials as if like there's an ex there's exposure. And it, it, yes, we understand that all, all of our goals for both actors is to be on the film, to be on the big screen, to be on TV for any series, no matter what role, if it's a day player or if it's a recurring character, we understand how big that is. I still know how big that is and, and, and it feels great. But commercials is something that no one should be looking down on because again, there's, there's great exposure. We understand that commercials could be just 30 seconds, could be 10 seconds, but you don't know who's watching them. It could be anyone that's a TV or film producer and probably looks at you and watches you in your commercial and next thing you know, you're getting a call from your agent. <laughs> and that's how I see it. And that's one of my advice for people who look down upon on commercials because you just never know. You know, this is a numbers game. This is a, a waiting game on top of that where like you, we have no control over anything. So my advice for anyone besides just commercials, just I started off in 2018 as an extra, you know, just to get myself uh, used to the terminology of what they use, what the proper words they use on set. And so when that time comes, you, you know, after you're taking classes, one-on-one, -on -one, uh, workshops, showcases, you name it. After all of those things, you want to get yourself ready. So when you go to a professional set, you don't want to really look like you're really green. You don't want to look like an amateur. So I suggest that you start taking background gigs if you're really starting, take extra gigs, anything that will get you on set. So you know how it feels like to have your feet wet, to get your feet wet. Because 
again, you don't want to make uh, uh, you don't want to make any, yourself look bad when that moment comes and you book a role from your first audition. And so that is my huge that is my biggest advice to everyone who is an aspiring actor right now and who will don't know where to start and, and how to start. That is my biggest advice right now for for all of you. All right. OK. And what do you want to tell the fans that have seen you on that Lord of the Rings commercial? And what do you want to tell your supporters? Well, I would like to just a huge shout out to all the ones who have been my supporters since day one. Uh, a lot of them know the struggle the hard work that I've been putting for the past five and a half years. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, I want to give thanks to everyone who, who will be listening to this because I know since they still support me, they will be listening to this and they are listening. <laughs> and I just, I just, I, without them, I wouldn't be here. And, and I know it that I put uh, tons of hard work, but a lot of that comes from my supporters. And I, again, I wouldn't be here without you guys. So I just want to give a huge shout out to all of you who are, who are listening and, and, and just, it just have their eyes open all the time when I'm posting something on social media, uh, asking me about my next project. So again, Love you guys and thank you because without you, there's no me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, what do you want to say to more Latino representation coming up Ooh. in the acting and acting? acting world there is starting to be a lot more latino stars and le representation of latinos what do you want to say to that well i well well being part of this circle of the representation and it feels great i just want to say for the ones who are in that same community as me the same circle and it's just starting just keep going it could get really scary and trust me i am still scared I, I I still think about what's my next project going to be like, what is it, when it's going to be. But as long as you, if you're not running, at least walk. If you're not walking, at least crawl. And as long as you crawl, as long as you keep moving, that's all that matters. Because end of the day, your work will show itself one day. And just be patient. Be patient because you know you're doing the right thing. And that's what I tell myself every day when I wake up and before I go to sleep. I am part of this community that we have no control over. And that's the scary part. But just keep putting the work and everything is going to come into fruition. And we will know and we will see the results at the end. So mm -hmm. just keep keep thriving. Just keep going. Right. And you'll get that lead eventually, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you'll get that lead too. Oh, yeah. I I'm pretty sure. Thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like I said, you're a good looking man. So they do need a younger, good looking man. Yes, they do. It's about time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms? Oh, yes. I'm mostly on Instagram. I don't really use a lot of different platforms. Uh, my Instagram is at leosantos44. And if anyone would like to reach me there, you, you're more than welcome. Send me a direct message. And yeah, just any questions is not a wrong question. So there's no right and wrong here. Just go ahead and don't hesitate. <laughs> All right. And make sure, listeners, it's not too personal about yes. <laughs> the industry. Don't be cussing them out saying, I didn't like that you were in that, you know? <laughs> All right. Any final things you would love to tell Met Radio Toronto? Final things is just that I have never been in Canada and I would love to because I'm supposed to be going to Toronto actually next year. So I am looking forward to getting, you know, any any type of just being a part of anything that you guys normally do. Like go to Roger Center. 
it's my dream. I would love to go to Rogers Center, and I'm a huge baseball fan. So I just want to eat the foods that you guys have. I heard you guys have great foods there, so I just can't wait. And I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of my Canadian friends there. And I only know a lot of Canadians through IG. And that's not enough for me. I need to network with you guys in person. So I am looking forward to next year and, you know, heading to Canada for the very first time. Really looking forward to that. Well, now you know Met Radio Toronto and you know me now. And you'll keep yes. in touch with me, okay? Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> all right. All right. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroixy. I would love to thank Actor. You can throw out your full name again. Thank you so much. Well, my name is Leonis De Los Santos. And I thank you, Met Radio for having me again thank you so much and thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode